0: And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew.
1: Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast brought to you by Soonerscoop.com and DeadSoxy.com. So, we are here. Uh, it is the first podcast after the National Championship, so college football, unfortunately, is over. Uh, we didn't even get that good of a game out of it. Uh, Basie, I, I saw the replay of that game, guys. Like That was a good game until like six minutes left in the second quarter, and then it just went to shit.
2: Yeah, there was a point like the second quarter that I thought, my God, this is going to be a really good football game. 14-14, to 14, midway through the second quarter, and then all of a sudden you look up and... The game was over. Devonta Smith had caught, like, 27 balls in the first half. Y-
0: you kept feeling like oh, like Alabama was waiting for Ohio State to correct their error. Like, Alabama's like, okay, we're going to give you a little time here to figure out that you're putting a linebacker on Devonta Smith. And then they're like, no, we're good with it. We're going to keep rolling with that. And Alabama's like, fine, f*** it. Let's just be done with this.
1: Look, I think that... Devonte Smith is a great football player, but you have to admit that that defensive game plan or just preparation was shit.
0: Awful.
3: Let's ask Austin uh, Kendall. I'm sure he'd have a few words about... <laughs> basic game, defenses?
1: <laughs> that was a very basic defense, yeah. Unfortunately, Austin Kendall was never good enough to make a defense look like that.
0: Well, what's so funny is... You know, even coaches that are like defenders of coaches on Twitter were like, yeah, this is bad. Like, I mean, they, they couldn't even come up with how a way to defend what Kerry Coombs was doing. And Kerry Coombs is a guy fresh back from the NFL. This isn't a guy that is some yokel that doesn't know the, his stuff. I mean, he is a very respected coach. And for some reason, that's just all he could come up with. I almost feel
1: like I have to take back my shitty snark about texas fans becoming texas a&m fans because steve Sarkeesian is looks like he's basically bringing the entire alabama program with him, at least the coaching staff
0: guys i mean did, uh, are you surprised like i we all know yes. saban every year loses guys he always does but i am surprised he's getting some of the pieces he's getting like flood is very good uh banks is very good as a recruiter i mean there there are i mean banks had a role in jace mcclellan and kamar wheaton this year so that's that's not small anything with wheaton you wouldn't think so i mean because i mean are we i don't think any of us should pretend to ourselves that kamar wheaton is so bonded to anybody on either coaching staff or literally maybe anyone um, that that would affect his decision. But, I mean, it's not impossible, but it, it seems unlikely. Josh, don't you just
1: want to just never just shut up about any opinion on Whe- Wheaton or what he'll do at this point?
0: Because I'm going to be wrong. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I don't have any ego about myself. Like, I, he is going to make me wrong just because – whatever you ass- I swear to god he listens to people and he's like all right well well like, it's, like not like
1: the opposite of that Yeah, it's
0: not like a people to kill list. Over. It's like a Yeah, it's like a people to shame list or something. Like who can I make wrong today?
1: Well, and and I I mean, the one thing about, you know, Sarkeesian is is he going to teach the
0: donors how to cheat too while he's here? Well, I mean, there was the whole Bo Davis rumor there for a while, and you're like, I mean, Texas is going to just surrender all the high ground that they've argued against Oklahoma fans for years in one hire, and Bo Davis would have... I mean, Bo Davis had a show cause until like two years ago. That's that's not the guy that Mac Brown would have hired. I guess we could put it that way. Well, I mean, I think
1: that we're pretty much through any off-season transitions as far as Oklahoma goes. So whatever's happening at Texas is going to happen. Oklahoma seems to be pretty set. They do lose Ronnie Perkins. They lose Ramondre Stevenson. We did do everything we could to prep you. So if you were upset or mad about it, I mean, you shouldn't have been because I, we laid the breadcrumbs out there for a while. Like, we think this is going to happen. And so it does, and you move on. And now it is still Oklahoma Rivals puts them number one. A lot of people have them number two. Uh, and, guys, I, I said this during the game as I'm watching it. Like, I'm watching all these quarterbacks. I'm watching, you know, every team that's been in here and their quarterback. Like, they're not coming back next year for the playoff team. So, having Spencer Rattler is the biggest feather in anybody's cap. Or I mean, I know DJ Ugalele Lou or whatever his name is. Uh he's a really good quarterback but I still think he's going to go through a little bit of a freshman roller coaster as a first year starter or you know or a, a sophomore roller coaster it would be. Uh well he didn't pl- I don't know if he played four games did he? Will he keep his freshman designation? Well it doesn't, well, it doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Matter. it doesn't matter. Yeah. But at the same time he's still essentially a freshman. Um Yeah. So and I just think Clemson from what I saw defensively they've really fallen off. From where they were two years ago.
0: Well, it's it's. I mean, it's a lot like what OU would have had to learn if they'd have lost Isaiah Thomas and Perry on Winfrey and that sort of thing. Your defense doesn't look nearly as good when you don't have four NFL guys up front. Like I mean, they, they had
1: first round NFL guys. Yeah, right?
0: I mean, th- yeah, they had. Uh, I mean, one of the best starting defensive lines in the last twenty years of college football. I mean, it was just amazing what they could run out there.
3: And Mike Mayock would take them all.
0: Yes, give me all the Clemson.
3: So I, I mean, now you're sitting here with Oklahoma. I guess
1: maybe you could see something with Buki. I mean, that would be the only thing that I would put on my list um, to watch out for.
3: Yeah, just look, look at his Twitter. There's no mention
2: of o, of OU. He's we'll been see. putting a lot of he's been putting a lot of stuff on Instagram. I I would be shocked if he goes anywhere.
3: You got got a couple more days.
2: But I mean outside... it would be weird for somebody to declare for the Canadian football draft too.
0: <laughs> I'd be kind of smaller cool. person, bigger field. I, I kind of like the way that all <laughs> that 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 comes out. Yeah. So great somebody
1: opportunity. "So me to cover more ground." That probably wouldn't be a good thing. Oh no. Uh so I I mean, now you move on forward, you you pretty much have this team. We don't know what's going to happen with the hire. Yeah, I mean, the hire is really the biggest thing that is out there. And, you know, Lincoln's been down golfing with the – down in Cabo or whatever. Or uh, I think that's where people said they took a picture with him on the board. Yes. Cabo San Lucas. Yeah. Um, So he's been getting some time where I think most of the coaches have. You really haven't seen – I mean, I guess we should talk about the transfer portal because, I I mean, once again, it's kind of one of those things that – It seems like it's just been full of disappointments, but I don't know that there really should be anything to be disappointed about at this point. I think the offensive lineman from Tennessee becomes the first real big, we have to get this guy of the transfer portal season, doesn't he?
3: For sure. I mean, you look at all the other ones that have come and gone in the last week and a half, and like, that would have been nice, but it wasn't necessity. Wanye Morris is a necessity based on you losing Ely, you don't get Tristan Lee. This is exactly the type of guy when you hit in the portal, that, that's how there's no drop off. You just keep going exactly the way you planned on going into the twenty twenty one season.
1: Now I know, you know, just from talking to Josh, you know, OU definitely wants this guy. Um and Bob, I know you said something the other day about you you've noticed his activity, uh, especially Twitter followers, followings. Uh, that it seems like he's blowing up really fast, too, nationally.
3: Yeah, the Buckeyes seem to, just based on social media, the Buckeyes look like the biggest threat. But, I I mean, from everything we've heard, from the moment this kind of popped through like last Thursday, OU's look like the team to beat. And so now it's just about doing what they couldn't do for the 2021 class, closing, closing the actual deal.
0: Yeah, that's, th- th- no, that, that's absolutely how I see it. I mean, like, everybody I've talked to, there was there was this belief kind of, you know, around the board, around certain, you know, sources that I talked to. It was like, well, he's going to Oklahoma. Like, I mean, and I, I mean that more from, like, an SEC side of things. Right. When I would talk to sources that I deal with daily, it was like, I, I mean, you know, like, there's reason to think we got a chance here. But, I mean, it was very much a... Coming from the other side of the fence, kind of thing. So, Oklahoma, in their opinion, still had work to do here. This wasn't just a, you know, like some of these we see where as soon as the guy left, you kind of knew what was going to happen. You know, um, Chandler Morris, I guess, would be a pretty good example. Um, but at the same time, you know, you'll have to, we'll have to see what happens. But I mean, there's a reason that confidence is out there. I mean, there's clearly some groundswell that Oklahoma is what he would like to do. But like Bob said, they've got to go close the deal. And, you know, they're working on several other guys. You know, we talked to guys yesterday, and I don't think we really got to put it on the board much because it kind of happened so fast. The Strachan kid from Georgia State, I know that's a guy Oklahoma had interest in. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma had interest in him, and basically from the minute he left Georgia State, it sounded like he was destined to go with Shane Beamer to South Carolina. Now, I don't know what the connection was there. I'm sure there's some, and I, I just didn't dig into it far enough to find it but Oklahoma had interest there. So uh, you know, people that are kind of thinking oh, he's not doing anything. That's not what's going on at all. There's just there's only three or four guys maybe at a time that they're like, yeah, we, we really want to we want to go after him. Strachan is a guy I think they would have absolutely taken.
1: And guys, I think there's a little bit of I I am kind of starting to hear some noise like it it might be coming down uh, from administrators, you know, decision makers across college football uh, that are trying to kind of put the brakes on uh, all of this, not so much the movement, but people just stockpiling players right now. Like, hey, guys, this is not, you know, you're not going to have 105 scholarship players forever here. You're going to have – we're going to – there's going – you're going to basically – the kind of feel that I'm getting is, is the message is getting out there like you're going to be forced to – dump a bunch of numbers if you build it up too much. And I think that's what Lincoln's been worried about this entire time.
0: Yeah. I, hey, just you know, play devil's ab- go ahead, Eddie. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, just play devil's advocate. I think there's a lot of people out there that would say, that's the way that you should go about it. <laughs> like, if, if you have to cut a bunch of kids, so be it. You're trying to win championships. I'm not trying to make friends with some of these high school kids.
1: Yeah, but you also don't want to piss off a bunch of high school coaches in the process.
2: Yeah, I get it. It it almost feels like though the people that are doing that are like the uh, like the goody two shoe kid at a high school party, saying that <laughs> everybody's going to get in trouble when everybody looks at that guy and is like kind of rolls their eyes and just goes about their business. You see what I'm just I'm just trying to play devil's advocate on that because I know that there's going to be a lot of fans that hear that and think that OU's not trying to do the most that they possibly can.
1: Yeah, I mean I I can Chaos just tell days. you I had a no, I had a conversation um with a, a someone that's been a head coach uh it, you know in Division 1 and that was something that he said, you know, is a real concern right now uh that he sees in terms of, you know, his job or other head coaches jobs, stuff that they're talking about that that's you know that's going to become something that Once the vaccine starts getting out there, once people start getting back to spring football practice, uh, once people see these bloated rosters that are all over the place, uh, it's it's going to become uh, one of the main focuses of the NCAA is trimming these numbers down.
0: Well, that's that's good to see. The NCAA has got a clear focus on something that it needs to be addressed. I mean, that needs to be their purview. (laughs) Well, they're not. Uh, You know, they
1: just gave up on NLI for now, which is interesting. After that's yeah. all we've heard about for the last, you know, even before COVID started.
0: Yep, that's, you know, uh, if, if you've got a um, publicity group, they're going to be pissed off about that, so affirm. Wasn't
3: the free transfer in in that as well? Not only the name name image likeness, but the free transfer thing, but there's nothing you can do about that. All, all these kids are transferring in the last month with the firm belief that they can just go wherever they want and play in 2021. Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't think that's going to change. I think they're stuck with that. I mean, they're not going to have to... There's so much movement. They're not going to be able to go through and do it waiver by waiver by, by kid. I mean, we, we saw how that worked out with Chris Murray this year. There's just too many of those to have to deal with. So it's just it it has to be for 2021. It has to be free reign. Just do whatever you want to do. Yep. So, I, I mean, that will continue to play out, like like Josh said. I think that the main thing is don't panic because OU hasn't gotten 10 kids out of the portal so far. They're definitely being selective, but these guys that, like you mentioned, the guy from, uh, George, was it Georgia State? Georgia Southern? I can't Georgia remember. State, yeah. Uh, I mean, that kid and then the, the, the offensive lineman out of Tennessee, I mean, those are two clearly guys that Josh, OU has I'm, identified.
3: I, I want to ask about Big Cat Bryant since that was another name, as soon as it hit, Mm -hmm. it sounded like OU coaches kind of jumped in.
0: My impression on him is that it's really going to matter what Rodney Garner does, the former Auburn defensive line coach. There's a lot of connection there. Um, If he was to land back in the SEC, I would be willing to bet that's what Brian's going to do, but if he does not, I think Oklahoma could have a chance and would have an open door to him. So, it's kind of a, you know, OU fans should be rooting for him to get a job at, like, Oregon or something. Like, just somewhere way out there. And then I think Oklahoma could have a chance because they've been engaged there. They they, they are trying. Uh, I know Viney follows him, Kane follows him, Thibodeau follows him. They're all actively involved there. But if Garner ends up back in the SEC, it's probably kind of makes it, you know, it's moot.
1: Outside of that, anybody that, you know, that you think is worth keeping an eye on that's in the portal or I'm, could be in the I'm portal
3: Still with Eddie Buffalo running back. Kevin Marks is still one that. I'm searching nearly, you know, once a day just to see what's, what's new with him, with his followers and who is following him. I just think you, it, I don't, you know, they need a running back. They need some sort of running back. And in my opinion, now that some of these other guys have made their choices, including TJ Pledger going Utah, Kevin Marks is the best running back in the portal at this moment. Will that change? I don't know.
2: But he's the best. Yeah, and I would also say, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense for Kevin Marks. But if he wanted to go to a bigger school and, you know, the, the, I guess, cliche line of betting on himself, I don't know a school that could offer him a better opportunity as far as Getting some carries, maybe get in a rotation. Like I I don't think it'd be crazy to say that he could him and Kennedy Brooks could uh I don't know I don't know about split carries, but I think that he could definitely take some carries away from somebody like a Marcus Major.
1: That's one of those things, though, that we see it. Like we see that it makes sense. I almost think it's hard for a kid coming from the outside to like believe that OU has a a a massive need at the running back position. Like I would imagine he's going to be like, really? Yeah. Everybody tells me that, but you guys have
0: this guy and this guy and this guy. And he was a
1: four star and a four star and a four star.
0: Yeah. You've got two freshmen returning that could be freshmen again next year that combined for about 300 yards of offense in the cotton bowl. Like that's, that's, it's not an easy sell to somebody that's not, I mean, if he wants to really look, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, where he, you know, and he knows this is his chance i mean to get it right and go to a place where he's really going to have an opportunity at the same time you wonder how many kids can process the information like the nfl wants you with as little wear and tear as humanly possible on you and if you go to a place where you're getting 10 12 15 carries instead of 30 you're more likely to to be a you know of uh, long term option for the, for the nfl by the, way, the only
3: reason I, I bring him up is because he followed DeMarco Murray. In terms of like betting on yourself, he made that first step. OU hasn't done anything yet, at least as of this morning. So for him to follow Murray told me he's willing to go to a, as big a school as possible just to try to get profile out there.
1: And I think that's something you know noteworthy, too, is I know with OU you know, they're very diligent about, and I know this goes back to compliance, with pe- which people hate, but they're very diligent about not contacting people until they are officially in the portal. So, like, I know that, you know, the, the what's his first name again, the Tennessee guy, I always screwed. up. Wanye. Wanye. doesn't
3: love boys to men. It's Wanye Morris. It's the exact same name. Really?
1: I never yeah. realized there was a Wanye in boys to men. I got Sir, I got that's a, criminal. I got Boyz two criminal. on vinyl, okay? That makes up for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, do you really? I really that's do. I really <laughs> do. I mean,
3: I've got all their albums. I don't have anything on vinyl, though. Do you have a record player, Bob? No, I've got all their CDs. Oh, okay. i got all their CDs. Yeah. Uh, you almost all got
1: cool CDs. there for a second. Um, nope.
3: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had cassette tapes of Motown Phil, you know.
0: Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: But no, I mean, the thing about like he was reported to be entering the portal, but then it was like, was it a week and a half before he actually was in the
0: portal after that initial report? It's about five days because he went in yesterday and we first heard that was coming like Wednesday, Thursday last week. So, I mean, you're, you're talking almost a week for sure.
1: So it's like, I know, I'm sure OU coaches were like, God damn it, let's talk to this kid. like, But they're not allowed to until you hit the portal because there are tampering rules in college football.
0: With oh, this stuff. I, I have heard from more oh, than a boy. few people that, the there were, that there were some very interested parties in that coaching office. Like, is he there yet? Is he there yet? Is he there yet? So it, it, it sounds like OU was kind of had their their thumb on the they were f5ing pretty pretty strongly defcon fiving you mean yeah or f5ing yeah. yeah that would be yep. i think it's defcon
1: one although that's always a misnomer. i think defcon the highest is like five and the, the lowest is one i can't remember how that goes
0: no it's everybody thinks it's five but one is actually the biggest danger if i if i'm not mistaken uh yeah maximum military readiness is defcon one yep I thought that was right. I've played a lot of video games in my, in my time. Oh boy, this just out football scoop staff. Oh no.
1: Uh, Gabe DiArmond sent uh, it to me from Missouri, and uh, apparently Mike Stoops in the mix. Uh, I haven't pulled up this article yet. That's it because he's asking me for a quote on Mike Stoops. I gave a quote to Mya- our Miami side about.: Oh as, as,
0: as Missouri's D.C. <laughs> yes.
1: Hold on. Okay, Okay, it's coming up now. Yeah, screw you and your cookies, all right? I don't need you. God, I need a new iPhone. This 6 is killing me. Because Ryan Walters is joining the Illinois staff because they threw money like sons of it. I mean, Illinois was bound and determined to get a defensive coordinator. I mean, they they came in and offered uh, Jim Knowles like $1.2 million or something.
0: While Kerry looks for that, uh, Dennis Dodd just put out Jeff Banks's contract breakdown. He is going to make over a million per year as their assistant head coach and special teams coach. Texas is just paying wow. out the nose. They're just that's, paying out the nose. How they're, how
1: they're Alabama's uh, okay. Here's uh, who Drinkwitz is looking uh, candidates for the for to replace Ryan Walters. Alabama's Charles Kelly, Cleveland Browns assistants Chris Kiffin. In-house candidate David Gibbs and veteran coach Mike Stoops.
0: He's gone through the car wash. He's been through the Saban car he wash. He's the ready. He... It's the rehab. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's ready now. He's he's all books. Arkansas
1: State. What would, would he though become Alabama's defensive coordinator if Pete Golding goes to Texas?
0: It's possible. How much would that chat? Oh God! Imagine if oh, OU. Boy made it to the national championship game had to play a mike stoops defense for the national title oh god that, those stories just write themselves like that's that's amazing what would bob do oh that's oh god would he would bob like break out one of those jerseys like half alabama half oklahoma <laughs> yeah
1: i think as long as drake was on the team bob would be like look mike you've made a lot of money coaching football all right
0: it's my son's so. yeah fair fair i guess in bob's case would it be like a half visor it wouldn't even be jersey he'd go visor
1: i mean he just wears his designer dress shirts everywhere i think yeah i mean he's he's, he's not working big now. on the he's not big on the the jersey wearing you can't, I can't imagine Bob Stoops showing up wearing an OU replica jersey somewhere. <laughs> He'd have to have had a lot of rock and roll tequila for that to happen.
0: Well, I mean, live a little, Bob. Get after it. It's fine.
1: Oh, he was... He's. I talked to him yesterday. He was on our show. He, uh, he's he been out living it up with Toby Keith in Mexico.
2: Oh, God. He didn't go to D.C. yesterday, did he? <laughs>
1: no. All right. Uh, moving on. You know,
2: the... the the, the thing out with Bob Stoops this morning was the fact that if Urban Meyer leaves uh, the big Fox show, would Bob be interested in taking over Urban Meyer's spot?
1: I think he'd do a really good job. He, I could not see him. I asked him about it. Not, you know, you know, is he still hearing from people? And uh, He said, yeah, his agent hears from people, and they just kind of gauge his interest a lot, but I don't get the feeling that he wants anything to do with college coaching right now. I mean, I oh, think I, if the XFL well, they, comes back and COVID's not TV an issue,
3: is what, no, I that's
1: mean. what I'm saying. I think I think that would be, you know, something that he would look at. It's just, I think what what they're doing. The I mean, you guys know how those tequila companies work. He's part owner of that. If some big, you know, liquor conglomerate comes in there and buys up, he could be a multi-multi, a multi, hundred millionaire. I mean, I think that's that's something he's enjoying doing and enjoying playing a lot of golf. I think he's he's kind of settling into retirement a little bit.
2: Yeah, just the freedom of not being not being forced to have to be somewhere every Saturday. I think would he would want to keep that option open.
1: And I think as long as Drake's at OU, um Sure. he'd rather just stick around here and and watch games on Saturdays, OU games. Sure. But you never know. I mean, he's always that guy that says you never know what the future holds, so he could he could really do anything. He could be back in college coaching. I don't know. Um. By the way, outside of that, um, yeah, Urban Meyer to Jacksonville is that done yet? I haven't even paid attention the last couple of hours.
2: Uh, I think it's everything, but I think it's right. basically been reported by Michael Lombardi that uh, they would expect a press conference or an official announcement at some point this afternoon.
1: That's interesting. I mean, I, I him as a professional coach. I don't outside of just being you know a, a a figurehead, I don't know what he brings to the NFL. I mean, he's not Sean McVay, he's not Lincoln Riley, he's not even Cliff Kingsbury. He's not going to be running the offense. They're certainly not running the Tim Tebow, Alex Smith, you know,
2: Trevor Lawrence, JT
1: Barrett his offense.
2: quarterback so yeah yeah this would be the most interest that the jacksonville jaguars have had in the last 20 years
0: since the days of tony Bacelli. <laughs> <laughs> i bet you worship tony Baselli, didn't you oh i love tony Bacelli. <laughs> tony, Buscelli. like I, I can remember like having conversations when he was like at usc like trying to get convince my dad he was better than anthony muñoz who like my dad holds in the highest regard of NFL offensive linemen. So, uh, like, when I tell people I met Anthony Munoz, that's, like, a big thing to me, and everybody's like, who the hell's Anthony Munoz? So I'm like, God damn it. It just, it's it's frustrating because I think of him as, like, NFL royalty, and for most people, he's just another NFL offensive lineman.
1: You got to have your heroes. Uh, yeah,
0: I like i said this
1: is a, this I, mean, is a I think most people birth. would be surprised that you weren't you didn't worship uh, defensive
0: backs in their hips like no, deon I mean, sanders I, is your I,
1: lord and savior
0: yeah like i bagged on deon and deon is the i mean that's a dude that in his his high school tape i would have been like good lord this is this is unbelievable but no i he was soft he didn't want to tackle anybody so i didn't like deon sanders what do you
1: I, What do you guys think? Um, just as far as Josh, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about draft prospects for for all the OU guys going in? I mean, first off, do you think Trey Norwood gets drafted? And secondly, where do you think Ronnie Perkins goes? Where do you think Ramondre Stevenson goes?
0: I will say Norwood doesn't get drafted. I, I just Man, his frame and his, you know, like, it's and it, it's one of those things, like, if you've got a frame like that but you've played 30 games, you're going to get some leniency. He's had injury problems. He's had some, you know, you're like, and even, again, some of the stuff is not going to be his fault, but it's easy for a team to write you off if you've missed as many games as they have, like, it's, or as he has. It's just going to seem like something is amiss. And, I, I mean, like I said, his tape's good. He's not overly physical as a safety. I I, I don't know. I, I don't see the fit. Um, Perkins, I think it's going to come down to 40 time. He's going to – or not even 40 time. Really how he works in the agility stuff at the Combine. Like, can he fall off and play as a 3-4 stand-up outside linebacker? Because if he can – he could sneak middle second. Like, that could happen. I don't think it will. I think he's probably a third rounder, um, almost regardless of what happens. But if he really went out and showed people how to change direction, I think he'd be okay. Ramondre, I, I'd guess fourth round, probably, something like that. He might even that, sl- You
1: don't think that a team could fall in love with Because that's what's happened with running backs lately. Teams mm-hmm. fall in love with a guy. Uh, I think it was, wasn't it the Chiefs that took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire a lot higher than people thought, even though a lot of people liked him? Yeah, but it's like you get one team that falls in love with you, and, and mm-hmm. like the Chiefs, you tell me Ramondre wouldn't be a great compliment to Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Oh, sure. I mean, like, there's going to be some team that he's just a perfect compliment for. That they're like, if we have that guy, our offense is immediately better. They could take him, I think, at least in the third round.
0: But you take him that high, that's kind of a luxury. I mean, running backs, like you can win a Super Bowl without an elite running back anymore. You don't need it, and. He's not a guy that's so good he's going to come in and fix your running game. Like, I mean, he's really good, but we're not talking about Adrian Peterson or you know um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott or someone along those lines. It's just really instantly going to supercharge your offense. He's a, like you said, he's a complimentary guy, at least in his year one, year two. I mean, he's got to get his feet under him, and again, hasn't played a lot of football, so or at least at a high level, so. There are, there are questions you have. Now, the other side of it is, like I was just saying earlier, there's an advantage that he hasn't played a lot of football. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, wear and tear on him. Like he, he is a healthy guy that hasn't suffered a lot of injuries and is, is good to go. I, don't get me wrong. I think he can be a really good NFL player, but based on the demand, I, I just think fourth round is that, that's where I would have him. Like, because you don't need to go higher than that to find a running back with a similar, you know, background, similar pedigree.
1: You think Trey Sermon gets drafted?
0: Yeah. That, that, what What's the outcome on his injury? I've missed that. Right. It, it just they, had
1: to be a shoulder. I mean, I don't know if it was a broken collarbone or not, yeah. I
3: don't oh, that that sucks. But, I mean, he's
1: the, I mean... he's had a lot of injury problems. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not Mr. Glass, but. yeah. He's not, it's not positive either.
0: And it's so weird because he's never been an overly physical runner. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had moments of it, but like, if anything, you would think, uh, I want that guy to as big and powerful as he is. I'd like him to be more physical than he is. And that's just never really been his game. I
3: mean, that won't really affect OU as much, but I did see that thing today where March 1st is the deadline for seniors to let everyone know if they're coming back or not there
1: aren't that many. oh you mean for the ncaa
3: yeah yeah like like i mean we know isaiah thomas already announced but but someone like trey sermon would be interesting what you know does he want to come back for a fifth year because it's there or would he want to take a chance at the next at the next level i gotta think he went
1: to ohio state to get noticed and he did that with his last
0: two games to, you know, before these two games sure. before the championship. Do you I mean, guys? We could run down that list, like of OU seniors, like Tanner Schaefer. Do you think OU is now pushing hard for him to come back just to I mean, have honestly, a guy that can I take snaps? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'd but say I mean, absolutely. I'm kind of yeah.
2: with Bob. I'm kind of with Bob. They need a quarterback in case, like a they need to have some type of oh shit if something happens. I yep. know this offense. I've been in for five years. I'll be in it
3: for six. That's fine.
0: We yep. we call it the red button is flashing, quarterback. Like, oh God, we need something <laughs> out there.
2: I mean, are
1: you going to um, do any better than Tanner Schaefer for then? a reason? Are you going to do any better than Tanner Schaefer? That's the question. I don't know that you can. I mean, you, you could, could. Yeah,
3: not if you want a walk on. If you're hell bent on getting a walk on instead of a scholarship guy, then no.
1: And Chad Morris is still not the offensive coordinator at TCU yet. I haven't been paying oh, attention what it, to what that. It, what
0: it, well, what if Patterson played that perfectly? Morris just on the roster, and he's like, "Oh well, we we came up with some things in the background we weren't comfortable with Chad, but we'll uh, we'll still let Chandler play here. Um, that'd be amazing." Um, I just think like,
1: that's uh, such a that's such a powder keg. I mean, sure. If you're Chandler Morris, how do you ever win a starting job over Max Duggan if your dad's the OC? It's just going to look like favoritism.
0: Yep. I, I agree. And, uh, guys, with what we're talking about, so, like, you got Theo Howard, obi Obiallo, Like, what do you do right. with those guys? I mean, yep. do you, you know, uh, obviously, Le'Ron Stokes, Caleb Kelly. Brian Mead is an interesting question.
3: Eric Bailey. Shout out Eric Bailey. <laughs> what will Brian Mead do?
1: I don't think uh, it matters then, what Brian Mead will do because if he stays in Oklahoma, <laughs> we'll never see him again. I'm sorry. Oh, what? Oh, what? Kerry has turned his back on his guy. Oh, this I is don't, brutal. don't. I don't. He was <laughs> never my guy. I just said that people were shitting on him more than he deserved. Uh, but after watching him stand there like a statue in the Big 12 championship game and just get—or was that Florida that I'm thinking of? Florida. Where just Josh yeah. Late in the game. To- Literally, his feet were planted in the ground like cement posts. I mean, that was bad. I finally that was I was just like, okay, you guys say whatever you want about Brian Mead. I'm not. I can't defend that. <laughs>
0: you, you're you're resigning as a public defender.
1: Yes, I, I'm no. It's no longer pro bono, Brian. You have
0: to pay me. <laughs> we we really should. Yes. We we could make quite a racket out of that. Pay us not to talk shit on you exactly on, on the scoop we'll even defend your ass for the right price have like little commercials i will i will delete threads ripping on you
1: <laughs> for fifty dollars a month
3: put it in the search search bar
1: we can probably D get some parents it. to take us up on that i don't know about 50 a month but at least 10
0: Mm-hmm. oh there's no doubt there are some parents out there that would jump on board with that option
1: we have to stop talking about this <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Dr. For, like uh, chance, of Sil- uh, uh, chance Sylvie is another one is like, does I mean injuries have destroyed what he could have been? As a no, player, he's but- not
1: alive. He needs to go do the stuff that he wants to do. He's already in I think he's already graduated from graduate school. <laughs> he's in graduate school. I know he's graduated <laughs> undergrad. Like, it's time, Chance. I mean, I think you're going to do great things in life, and I really admire, you know, the stance that he's taken with social justice and how much he's tried to work with. Because, anyway, I don't want to get too much. Of it. I just really admired what he, he did and the, you know, reform instead of all the other stuff that people were talking about. I, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I, th- I got to think if you're Chance Sylvie, you know, like, look, I played four years here. I, it just wasn't my thing. Like I'm just never gonna be a starter.
3: And those injuries killed him. He was never the same kid, just like Jordan Parker, just like so many others. I mean that it, hey it
1: Georgia happens. killed him too. That Georgia game was the end of his career in OU fans' eyes. Yep.
3: And he wasn't even injured. It wasn't yet. his fault then, that he was the only player on that injured. side of the field,
1: yeah. by the way. I'm not trying to get people triggered about Mike Stoops. I'm really not. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, look, I think, I think you do have to push Anton Harrison at left guard, and then I think you have to move Eric Swenson to right guard if that's where he's going to play. Play him tackle. there. Or right tackle, yeah. Uh, and then if you get Juan Yeh Morris. Ooh, nice. Then you can flip him to left tackle and put Anton over there at right tackle.
3: And what was interesting is that because you knew the four-game rule didn't exist, but you re, you never saw Nate Alexander, uh, Nate Anderson, die to pull the Josh because that th- that tweet it still messed me up. Wow, that, tweet, that is yeah, that's, that's
0: year, amazing. Aha. Later, vengeance. Nate of, in, hey, in case you
1: Noah care, about
3: Nelson, that's right. <laughs> no, that N- like I don't have a clue how those guys developed throughout the course of this year. No idea.
1: Sorry, I'm getting deliveries. Um,
3: We just saw them on the sidelines at the Cotton Bowl, but we never they never actually suited up for anything to have an idea of, of what college has been able to do for them in terms of the conditioning and, or anything like that. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: the whole offensive line thing was weird. Like, who would suit up, who wouldn't? I do think it was interesting. Like, Lincoln kind of gave Bray Walker a pass that we didn't really yep. – we never really talked mm-hmm. about that, but – he gave him pretty much a pass on, in, in kind of, uh, calmed any kind of fears that uh, that there was any issue with him. I can't remember exactly what it was he said, but
3: he said behind the scenes he's been doing some good stuff, even yeah. though he's been injured. Is kind of how. He and we
1: all kind of thought he might be have one foot out the door, which I don't think he does now. Correct. So yeah, I mean, I, I all those guys. I mean, Daryl Simpson is still there, right? <laughs> like he's just disappeared.
3: <laughs> I I would love to ask Bill what it was like. God, I'd love to talk to Bill. Managed yeah. Simpson after the death of his father in July. Yeah, you brought
1: that up before COVID. that you think that that might be something that's really because he's
3: still. I'm not not, s- screwed, not screwed him thing. up, he's but you still, know, really he's still get, tweeting it. He's still. Posting things about that, you know, months, it's still obviously very heavy on his heart and one of the first things he thinks of. And he doesn't, he's not a big social media guy, but most of his recent messages have been about his dad. And I just can't imagine what these last six months have been, have, have been like for him when you're in COVID protocol and you can't go home when you need to be with your family during this type of time.
1: I think Bob Prisbilla, if there was a national award for Twitter reporting, I think Bob could win it. I'm not sure how to take that. i just say he's really good at, at deciphering things from Twitter. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I st- I'll i say this. I started the who's following who, who's... Bob took it and ran it with a whole, to a whole different level.
3: I started with Trevor Knight with... A&M in 2015. Okay. That was the first time I saw that it actually worked. Like, you need... To just, you know, See, to you should stop.
1: Kids, you, we should but. not even talk about this, because you're just giving the amateur Twitter reporters <laughs> the playbook here.
3: But they need to know not to do it on mobile. So many people make that yeah, mistake. Yeah, desktop Mobile is doesn't way. help you.
1: Yeah, you're right. But again, you're giving away secrets. You're making yourself irrelevant.
0: Bob, can we edit that to where Bob said, do it on mobile?
3: <laughs> do it on mobile.
0: That'll work the best.
1: I, I don't know if we can edit that, but I'm definitely clipping that and just getting Bob saying, do it on mobile. <laughs> Problem solved. Out of
3: context. Dang it.
1: Uh, anything else that you want to hit on as far as transfer portal, um, NFL draft stuff? I think maybe we got some other things we can hit on outside of that.
0: No, I think we've covered it. Wow.
1: All right. It is time for us to tell you about our great sponsor, the unofficial 40 podcast. That is dead. Soxy dot com, And uh, I am in love with the no show socks. I am wearing them. Every- like I just look for a reason to leave the house now so I can put on my no shows and my tennis shoes and go out there. Cause they feel like I am walking on a cloud and, Uh, Eddie, I know you love the no-shows as well as just the the boardroom socks as well. Uh, Just great feeling fabric and they don't fall down around your ankles uh, and really just make it easy to slip your shoes on.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. It's the patented no-slip silicone beads that I've actually had to wear the longer socks over the last couple days. I had to put a suit on even and uh, they work perfectly. The socks never went down my leg. I know that's kind of a problem for a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Dead Soxy, so you know it's going to be a good product.
1: You had to do that for a photo shoot, didn't you? Because you're an
2: influencer. Something like that, yes.
1: Uh, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Uh, it's not sexy like I spelled it that one time. Head on over there. Use your promo code BOOMER for 30% off the best dress socks that you've ever put on. Uh, and, as always, we remind you guys to stay soxy. Uh what do you guys think about? Let's talk about this real quick. Uh, everybody's come out with their way too early lists. Where do you think the top four really are going into next year? Eddie, let's start with you. You've been kind of quiet.
2: Alabama one, Alabama two, Alabama three, Alabama <laughs> four, and then everybody else.
1: I'll no, be interested I, 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 to see what Bryce Young looks like as a starter. I mean, he's, uh, he's really f-ing yeah. good. I like him. And
2: we'll see who the Saban has to re go and structure his staff with, but. You know, I, I think what we've seen through the way too early preseasons is probably what you're going to expect. It's going to be Alabama, Clemson, and OU's going to probably be in there somewhere in between three and five in just about every poll. You might have some some people that have them a little bit higher, but I mean, OU enters the 2021 season and I'm going to, we're going to say this a thousand times, maybe more in between now and August or September and They're going to have... The expectation next year is for OU to play for a national championship. It's nothing, nothing less.
1: I would say that it is... This is the most preseason hype that OU will have as a potential national champion, maybe since 2011? I think that's right. I mean, they were the odds-on favorite going into 2011. just didn't work out.
3: 2014... Yeah, they weren't the favorite. They were like three or four. Yeah, coming four. off that After Alabama the, win. The Sugar Bowl. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then no. that went to shit. My God.
2: You I think? have a little bit more faith in uh, Spencer <laughs> than I do in Landry Jones. Sorry, Landry.
1: You're not Trevor sorry. Knight? No, or you're I'm, not sorry, not. and I wouldn't. I'm not sorry either. It's very awkward being around him at Gabe's wedding, with all the shit I've said about him. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard it's a good thing there were club specials everywhere um oh who's I the had
3: guys some... quarterback
1: mm-hmm. it seems ah, like it's who? somebody obvious that we're just not thinking of
3: yep uh, i'm sure it is I, I can't think of them at all
0: let's see here Jack Miller, uh big recruit. He, he was a big kid out of uh actually out of Arizona last year for them. Um he was I think I don't think I think he was close to breaking some of Rattler's records, but didn't or something like that. But he's a he's a kid out of Chaparral and in Scottsdale. Um rich kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's Scott's, not a lot of poor folk in Scottsdale. No. Like, it's kind of like the slums of Beverly Hills kind of exactly. thing. So,
1: No, but I, I, I do think, I mean, I think there are going to be questions about Clemson, even though they have a quarterback with a bigger win than just about anybody coming back next year. I just, I, I, I know they've still been recruiting well. I just wonder uh, if they have the defensive line that they've had. I mean, they lost a lot of backups too. I mean, they they got killed in the portal with depth at defensive line.
0: Yeah, it. I. Th- you know, guys, we can talk about what Oklahoma brings back, and there's a lot of good. You know, a lot of good there. Obviously, you start Spencer Radler, and then you kind of go from there. But when you look at the teams that 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 do well from year to year, they return a quarterback, they return offensive and defensive lines, as in which Oklahoma returns. A ton in all three categories, but the the thing for me also is what everybody else loses. Like this is it just feels like a real sweet spot for it because it feels like there's been years in the past when Oklahoma was really good, but somebody else you're like they're just better. They're just better this year. There's nobody that screams at me and says, "Oh, you can't climb that mountain." Like they they just can't. There's no way. Now maybe next year we'll get there, and Bryce Young is. Tua all over again, and there's a Joe Burrow emergent somewhere, you know, whatever. But, but right now, looking th- at it, th- it seems like it's there.
1: I think the biggest thing, though, is, and nationally, I think this is why Oklahoma is is viewed so so well. They have a defense that actually mm-hmm. performs now. It's not it's not a one time thing. Like this season, I mean, Florida it wasn't everybody knew they were down but that performance and three interceptions in the first quarter that's all they had to do to erase LSU from a year ago like they did everything they needed to do this year to erase that terrible ending last year and that defense wasn't bad last year it just they lost two key people and it just and really one key people and Delirium Turner and Ronnie Perkins uh they weren't rushing the passer that day anyway that offensive line was massive um but I mean, it was just a disaster, and it wasn't them. It was not indicative of the year they had, but everybody, it was because it was in the playoff, people don't pay attention. They're like, up, oh, see, same Oklahoma defense. It was never the same Oklahoma defense. It was just a terrible shit show of a game, and this year they were even better, and we've talked about the young talent left and right. Like, this team can go out there and go toe-to-toe with an Alabama, with an Ohio State. I think they could have done that this year. I mean, I would... I, I don't believe that OU deserved to be in that game, but I would love to have seen exactly what they would have done to Alabama. Just just I mean, they wouldn't have won the game, I don't think. It, it, they wouldn't have won the game. I'm not even going to qualify. Uh, they like, would whoa, not whoa, have whoa, won whoa. the game. They would not have <laughs> won the game. I just really would like to know what the final score would have been, what, what the measuring stick was there, like how much closer they were. I don't think Alabama yeah, I, would have put the up 70 on them. I don't.
0: No, no. Um, I, I don't think Oklahoma's defense is any worse than Ohio State's probably better, arguably. Well, people forgot about um, this.
1: Ohio State's secondary was bad all year. Indiana killed him. Yep. Uh was, was it Michigan State? No, well, Michigan State, they killed them. Uh, but their secondary had problems all year long. And then they faced Devontae Smith and he just ripped him a new one.
0: Which, you know, he's likely to do. Um I'm trying to think. Here we go trying to find the final rankings i'd be interested to see yeah i mean ohio state was ranked ahead of oklahoma in sp plus but not crazy i mean seven to 15 i mean that's it's wild that oklahoma's closed the gap that fast florida ended up 33rd in defense but that like i said just it, it, i i think in a lot of the ways that ohio state couldn't and o- ohio state was obviously hurt by losing the two defensive linemen, that was a big hit. The Togolai guy is a big part of their run defense, and the fact that they didn't have him, like that first fourth and one where they go, where Alabama goes for the goal line, maybe it goes differently if they've got their main guy there. That was is one of their key run stoppers. So I mean, there there's a lot of things that could happen differently, but at the same time, I mean, I I think Oklahoma could have been interesting. Um, I think. You would have seen the, um, the young tight end from Alabama whose name's going to escape me right now. That's really, really like, talented. Yes. Yeah. He like, would 19. He, he would have gone to work on those safeties. <laughs> like that would have been, that have been like Alabama would have been like, that's what we got. We're going to do this all night now. And Devontae Smith against a couple of young corners that are very talented, but that would have been a lot to ask from those guys.
1: Do you think Najee Harris is the second best will be the second best running back that Alabama's
0: produced in the modern era?
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. I I love Harris. I
0: love He's really Harris. Good. I think he he may have better longevity than Henry. Yeah, Henry. I mean, Henry's so freakishly talented, but Henry's not a great receiver. He's not I mean, like he is and by the way, like the final I, gasp of the downhill runner.
1: I I count Kamara as Tennessee, so not Alabama.
0: For sure, anybody absolutely. that wants to. Say, woo, woo, well, I mean, you you got to make sure. Uh, who that would have been at that point at Tennessee was that uh is that Butch Butch Jones, yeah. Oh yeah, I got to make sure Butch gets his credit. That's a living legend there. Uh, but yeah, so uh, no, I I like I like, um, like Naji a lot. I I remember watching him at high school, and it's funny how this year has come together because I remember sitting there with a guy from Ohio State side at the Army All-American game the year Najee was a senior, and watching him and Jalen Phillips, and you were just like, they're different. All these other guys are good. But every year I'm there, there's two or three guys that you're like, yeah, they're they're not like everybody else. And it was Najee and Jalen Phillips. Well, coming into this year, I was like, man, I guess I whiffed on that because those dudes weren't doing much. And then Najee blows up, has a huge year, and Jalen Phillips looks like he may sneak into the first round after a really good year at Miami.
1: By the way, what it, I I mentioned this Jaylen. earlier. I oh, go ahead, Eddie.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say, Jalen Phillips had a monster year. I did not realize <laughs> he had such a good year until the I think it was the AP All America team came out. I was like, God damn! I did not realize that he had such a good year. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say I mentioned this earlier, but you know our Mi- Miami site called and said, Hey, what can you tell us about Rambo? And you know, of course, they're really curious about why someone left and. Uh, 'Cause from the outside it's kinda like with everything else. We know everything there is, but people on the outside, they're like, Wasn't he Oklahoma's best receiver? And I was like, Well, he was he was the guy heading into the season and I was pretty brutally honest about it. I just said, Look, he, he he's not a first round type talent. He's just he's a guy that can, you know, get down the field and get behind a defense, but he's he's he has no wiggle to him, um and he's not a yards after the catch guy. Uh, And I said, and he also had trouble catching the ball. And as I'm saying this, the guy is like, you could hear his heart breaking as I'm giving him my scouting report on Charleston Rambo. Uh, And then I think at the end, I just had to kind of be like, he was like, but you think he's good, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's good. He's a good receiver. Like, I was just kind of placating him. Like, I, you know. But I just don't. I I mean, mean, I've watched, watched Miami play several times this year. They have a real, pro- they have a ton of fast guys at receiver that cannot catch the ball.
2: Who's throwing him the football next year with, with Kings' injury? Mm.
0: It's in the kid backup. that came in late, and actually played pretty well. The, n- Nicole, the what, it, Yeah. He oh, did he? Oh, I missed that. Play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I missed that. Um, I think this opens the what? door for
2: a Tate Martell return oh, as a quarterback oh, Jesus. this time.
0: I mean his sister Mike could help him recruit some receivers there. Didn't he leave? Where is he now? Is he still at Miami?
2: He he opted out. Yeah, well, he opted after? out of the season. I think he's still at Miami oh, but wow. he opted yeah, out. Right.
1: Wow. Whew. Yeah, I mean I I think that th- that was the best move for Rambo. I think just a a new ch- a change of scenery was probably needed after this year. I just don't know if OU was like uh, you want to leave? Because
3: you can. If you no, want. it's just weird because it's not. You want to get that sense from the coaches. You would get it from the way he dealt with the his connect or lack of connection with Spencer Rattler. But the coach, I mean, all the targets, all the playing time, all the snaps, nothing to indicate they were frustrated with him. But you could more sense that he was mad that something just didn't click throughout the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's just face it. Marvin Mims, better receiver. I think Jaden Hazelwood will yep. be a better receiver. Theo Weiss is a better receiver. He was more productive. Austin Stogner, a better receiver, even though it's a tight end. Like, there's just so many options on that team that are better than Charleston Rambo. And, and better options uh, than three it's, years it's ago when like it was just did. him and CD.
2: It's not like they didn't give him opportunities. Uh, opportunity. No, you're right. He had plenty of opportunities to prove that he was the guy.
1: And maybe you know Lincoln sat him down and said that to him. Maybe he said, look, we gave you every opportunity to be our guy, for this to be your year, and it didn't happen. So we're, we've got to move on to other guys.
2: I never got the feeling that they were just completely heartbroken. And they being OU. No. About his, his ex. Mm-hmm.
0: That's That was my impression, that it was, you know, like, it wasn't that, oh, you shoved him out the door or anything. Yeah. But right. it was just kind of a... Uh, it might be man, it, for if, everybody, it, yeah. Yeah, like, if you feel like you've got to be the guy, your chance, you, you've you had that chance and it hasn't been taken. So, at some point, you know, if that's what you feel like you need to do, then it's probably not here.
1: Yeah. I... It- I'll, I'll, you know, it's just like with everybody else. I hope John Michael Terry does well at Tulsa. I hope he does well at Miami. I hope you know everybody sure. to transfer out does well. I mean, I'm kind of like the players now. Like everybody's patting each other on the back. Go get the bag and all that. Yeah, I'm right there with them. Only
3: the yeah. only person left is Barnes. All the other scholarship players have made their choices.
1: That's Barnes is the best example of if you have a bunch of stars next to your name coming out of high school, even if you weren't productive people still want you really bad. Like it's it's always that you know we can change them attitude, I think.
3: The boards had the same theory with some of the people that have popped up in the portal and again, you you have to look at what they did in college too, not 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 just that they were like a top 150 kid for the 2016 class way back in the day.
2: Yeah, it, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, Bob. It's like All of these kids, you look at like how many, because we get it through the, you know, most of them I see through the rivals portal Twitter thing. And it's like, okay, so this kid was a four star. Let's go check out and see what he did. And it's like, uh, had 10 receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. It's like, well, I can see that. I've been kind of surprised that the portal hasn't been filled with guys that are just almost looking a free agent year like there really hasn't been a ton of guys that have a lot of experience just looking to go elsewhere it's been guys trying to get onto the field which i guess makes sense but i don't know maybe be a month ago i kind of thought it was going to just be you know big names moving around
1: and i think for the most part i've been kind of pleasantly surprised at how honest kids are with themselves like you haven't seen a lot of kids go that didn't, that didn't work. Like, Charleston Rambo might be the most uh, high-profile, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, lateral move, like from Oklahoma to Miami. You haven't seen a lot of that. Like, people aren't, like, I'm, I'm trying to think. There have been some big school guys that have gone to smaller schools, but you haven't really seen a lot of smaller school guys go to bigger schools.
2: It'll be interesting to see where like a Katie Nixon ends up. He had a really good career at Colorado. Yep.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about a little hoops action. Sooner's uh, last big win against TCU. Bedlam coming up this weekend. Uh, the Big 12, guys, it is just Jeez. insane. It's ridiculous. At least the top.
3: The top part is incredible.
2: The top part is like seven, eight deep, though. But it is incredible. Yeah, it's like, I mean, that, that was a hell of a basketball game last night in uh, Austin with uh, Matt McClung making the jumper with two seconds left. And, you know, I, I think that you can make an argument that outside of Iowa State and Kansas State, every game in the Big 12 is at least keep an eye on it type of entertaining. Which is why Tuesday was so shocking. Sure. In my eyes. A 36-point sure. win for the Sooners, I did not see
3: that coming. I thought they'd win, even without Brady Manick jalen hill for the second straight game but the fact that they did it so emphatically is like wow okay that now you've got to sweep it against the frogs i mean you can because the sooners haven't gone through any of iowa state and kansas state yet they've got some wins that they can definitely pick up heading towards the second half of this uh conference season
2: oh well, and it's like you said bob they've been doing all of it without brady manic too and you know i i think that after the performance in uh lawrence and then after tuesday's game against tcu there could be an argument made that the four guard lineup with uh kerr has looked really really good for sure i mean the way they lock down on
3: defense has just been a big difference and it's a noticeable difference in the last two games you have 16 turnovers convert them into 25 points makes life a lot easier now if Harkless can start making shots like he did in the second half and add that dimension to him. Then you're talking about in the way that Kirk Quet is stretching the court a little bit by making the occasional three. You know, the the offense all of a sudden looks a heck of a lot better compared to what it did. You know, two three weeks ago.
1: Well, and Bob, I mean, I think they're you know, everybody's talking about how many teams will be in the NCAA tournament from the Big Twelve, but if you're Oklahoma. You know, what? West Virginia is your best win so far. Uh, you had a close loss to yep. Tech. Uh, the Baylor loss was not as bad as I thought it might be. Uh, at least they played pretty well through most of that game or stayed in it most of that game. The Kansas loss was, you know, close. I mean, the Oklahoma State win would be big. Um, yep. But you're going to need a Tech or a... Kansas win at some point, aren't you, you just kind of feel good about yes. your NCAA tournament hopes? Yeah,
3: I mean you're going to have to defend home court against, you know, either Texas or Kansas I mean, or yeah, Baylor. You've got chances. You're going to get chances. You just have to you don't have to win them all. But you have to win, you know, two or three of them to really cement yourself and then take care of business against Iowa State and Kansas State. Go at least 3 and 1 in those four games. You know, don't go two and two, or definitely don't go like one and three, but you find a way to clean up against the bottom half and then just do enough against the top half.
1: Is it, I mean, Quez has started playing better. I think I said his name right for the first time right off the top. Um, And is it kind of like, you know, or has had his moments, but it seems like he's kind of fallen back a little bit.
3: Um, A little bit, yeah. You know, I thought he'd explode Onto the scene more, coming off the way he played at the end of non-conference season. But Kirk West has done a tremendous job, and, and when he can play like he did Tuesday, you know, nine points, seven boards, a couple blocks—that's what you need. And, and if he can do that consistently, this team will be in really good shape. But what you get scared about is when he does disappearing act and only has like four points, two rebounds, and like he's gotta be better than what he's ever been before on a consistent basis. And I think that's been his struggle and his challenge throughout the course of the season. The guy that's really surprised
2: me has been Elijah Harkless. Yes. I, I I didn't really know what to expect. Kid coming in from Cal <laughs> Northridge. I, he's exceeded my expectations, and I know it's only been kind of a short sample. A of month, month for him so far, yeah. But, I mean, he's been not night and day better, but he, he's been a contributor. And I, I don't know if I would have been able to say that a month ago. And that's actually what I'm going to, I'm going to ask Lon about that here in like 15 minutes. You
3: know, the journey for this kid a month ago, he's not even eligible to play. They have to wait for that free transfer rule to be put in place. And now he's starting back-to-back games as a player who came in fully understanding he's supposed to redshirt this season. He would. they weren't fighting to get him eligible for this year. They knew he would be the sit out guy and then have him for next year. The, just the way that he has responded to everything that's been thrown at him during the last two, three months is very impressive.
1: I think yeah, if would, you have to go back to kind of the West Virginia game when Manick, uh and I know he's been out with COVID stuff, but uh, when he had a really big impact on the game, I, I mean, to me, that is one of the biggest concerns moving forward is that you're just not getting enough out of him.
3: Yeah, he, when the, the physicality ramps up sometimes let's say disappears, but he just, he doesn't play at the level that you can see him play at against some other teams. And, And there's a real question. Like if his offense isn't working, can he still fight to earn minutes and deserve those minutes on the court, which that West Virginia game you bring up, that was the, double offensive rebound that he did that showed that even though he only had seven points in that game, those back-to-back boards that led to the uh, Austin Reeves three was like one of the, probably the biggest play of the game.
1: Are uh, basketball zoom calls your favorite zoom call so far?
3: (laughs) You know, what's funny is the preview ones like the ones we're about to do are incredible. There's only like three or four of us. It's the guys you would expect to ask questions. They're tremendous. It's the post games that when, you know, Eddie, you've been to enough of those. When we do those with all three of them together, they last what, like seven or eight minutes total. Probably. Now, now they last like 25 to 30 and there's just no, no reason for it. it Cause they go one by one and everyone feels like they have to get their question is the most important one. And it's like eight, nine minutes per coach per player. And it's like, Jeez, this is almost longer than what the second half against the frogs was.
2: They're not fun, but
3: today's will be fun. Usually, unless now it's bedlam and more people show up that normally don't care about this stuff.
1: All right. Uh, Josh, anything just recruiting wise you wanted to hit on before we get out of here?
0: Uh, no, uh, n- yeah, nothing crazy with recruiting. Like I said, there is, uh, we'll have some stuff and some scoop. There, there is, uh, a little bit of movement in 2021. Like maybe something happens. I don't think so, but there are some interesting storylines kind of popping up here in the last few days. Uh, I did want to say, guys, um, maybe the most famous vehicle in the history of the unofficial 40 is no longer with us. Um, the uh-huh. F950 has been decommissioned. So I just what? wanted to, you know, offer it a a sweet goodbye. It, it's been a it's been a good ride, but it's uh, we 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 um, I got a new one right before New Year's, and finally after a long uh, problem with getting the truck sold, finally got it sold last week. So it is uh, it's gone. James
1: Harden buy it before he went to Brooklyn.
0: Uh, no, um, he said it was a little large for him. He wasn't sure if he could get in properly, uh, you know, small, yeah, yeah, smaller guy, you know, it's, it's a problem for him. So, um, me of such height, it, uh, it didn't, didn't affect me in the same way. Um, but yeah, no, uh, he did complain about the noise though. That, that was a problem before he left for Brooklyn. So
1: (laughs) have you replaced it? Like, just tell me, like, is it, were we doing like sedan or are we doing, what's replaced
0: it (laughs) no it's another truck i i I actually went from the ford to a dodge this time um not nearly as big Ram. Ram. yeah i'm sorry i can't get used to that that it's a like i literally own one now and i still it's it's a dodge to me like i don't know what like a ram is the type of truck it doesn't make any sense but whatever um no, it's it's a little nicer. Like yeah, a, they're very nice. They got the yeah. huge
1: TV screen thing. Yeah, it looks, it looks yeah. like you got an iPad on your. Oh, hat. it's
0: insane! It's insane. Yeah, so it's it's nicer. It doesn't have all the off-road stuff. It doesn't sit as high, anything like that. Everybody can get into it. Pretty reason. I mean, my three year old can get into it. So, you know, that that's a good start.
1: Well, guess what? You just lost us our escrit sponsorship by not buying with them, so
0: thanks. Uh well, I mean, when they have a truck, I'm all ears. So I I am a truck driver. <laughs> the so truck
1: or the Lexus the, truck.
0: The Lexus truck, that would be so badass.
1: I mean it'd be nice. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know what that would look at. Anyway. All right. Uh Thanks to deadsoxy.com. Make sure you go over to uh, deadsoxy.com and use that uh, code. uh, God, what is our code? Scoop? (laughs) It's so bad. Hell of a read. Hell of a read. We've had like Holiday Pro, and then we had the Bedlam game, and uh, don't worry, because I'm going back to do an ad read, and I'll tell you then, so... If you didn't hear it, then if you fast forward now, go back to like thirty minutes into the podcast, <laughs> and I'll have what the promo code is. Uh, I believe wow. it's promo code of scoop. I want to say it's, it's boomer. It's boomer.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that Eddie just lets you drown for a while there. Yeah, thanks, like, it's Eddie. Boomer. <laughs> thanks, partner. I was
2: I, I was talking and realized that I was muting myself, so I had to I had to fix that.
1: Promo code boomer uh, for thirty percent off. Is it thirty, right, Eddie? 25. Yes. Okay. Unmute yourself. Yeah, anyway. Wow, what a what a strong close. They're not going to pay that last invoice at Dead sucks, you now. Um <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening everybody. We'll be back again next week. Bob go do your Zoom stuff uh with Lawn Kruger and uh we'll see you guys next week right back here on the Unofficial 40 from soonerscoop.com.